Thank you so much for listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. You can find shows like Geekly Dose, talking about geek news and all things geek, or Duo Attack, a Heroclix podcast, and many more in the future. This show is brought to you by Sedgley Films. You can find them at youtube.com slash Films. That's S-E-I-D-U-L-E. If you like what you're hearing, click subscribe in iTunes or subscribe to us on Stitcher. Again, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Hello and welcome to 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And this is our first episode. Uh, the gist of this podcast, we're going to be talking about 80s movies, revisiting them, as the title says. A uh, little twist that we have on it is I've pretty much seen most of these movies 90 times. Daniel, on the other hand, has maybe not seen them for most of them, but he might have seen a couple or know a little bit about them. Yeah, so. being as I was growing up, my dad was a huge sports fan, so pretty much got me into it. So I know a lot about sports. But not much about movies, so hopefully this will... And I know a bunch about both, because my dad also let me play sports, but also let me watch movies. <laughs> I'm I played kids. Mm-hmm. Now, but anyway, tonight, today for our inaugural episode, our first movie is going to be the cult classic Big Trouble in Little China, which stars the ever-awesome Kurt Russell. And it's directed by John Carpenter, and I think we have a little trailer. Give you a little taste of it, but I'm sure you probably already know what it is. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He made one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have no idea. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Oh, God, is this really happening? This is going to take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three... Maybe trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Oh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. 
Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. And that's the trailer for Rather one of the long best movies of the 80s, in my opinion. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, this was actually released in uh, 1986. It came out 16 days before Aliens. So, which I have not seen. Which we'll do on another episode. <laughs> Great plug. But uh, yeah, uh, it was it test screened really well. Some history on the movie, real quick. Test screened really well. They had big hopes for it, but it pretty much bombed at the box office. But has since become a wonderful cult movie that everybody loves. That I know. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, this is John Carpenter's. Uh, it's his last big studio movie because he got disenfranchised with the studio system after this from budgetary reasons. Uh, he had just come off a of Starman in '84. And he wouldn't make another movie until 87. So, and then, uh, that's pretty much it. So, Daniel, you have the floor. What did you think about this great masterpiece of cinema? Uh, to be honest with you, did not care for it in the slice. I figured you were <laughs> going to say that. I mean, although there were qualities of it that were not, like, you can't beat Kurt Ross. Well, Enjoyed exactly, him. Exactly, there you go. But One point for the movie. Never been a big fan of Kim Cattrall's. Porkies, yeah. But others, other than that, no. <laughs> well, I must say, when I was a kid watching this movie, I had the biggest crush right. on her back in the 80s. She was gorgeous in this movie. It's so sad to see her now. Yeah. She used to look like that. My crush was Joanne Wiley from Willow. I was, <laughs> everybody loved her, too. Yeah. Uh, one-liners. Some of them were really, really good as well. What the hell? Like, I think, I think this, this is one of those movies where... Uh, Similar to how Army Darkness is and everything in the Evil Dead series, like the one people remember the one-liners from this movie. It's just it's so quotable. Yes, uh, it's all in the reflexes, crackerjack timing. We may be trapped. That some he, great great quotes, which you heard some of those in the trailer. And he had that bit of that. It wasn't he. He was a bit slow in his delivery of everything, which was. Oh, he's Kurt Russell, yeah. man. He's the the legend. And his attire was hilarious to me. <laughs> They the actually day. have those shirts online to buy, and I want one. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, but uh, what, what, what oh. were some of your critiques of it? I've never been... Again, y'all are going to laugh at me. Ha ha. Never really been much into the ninja scene. Like, I didn't really Martial care arts for, movies. Yeah, well, no, like, three ninjas. You know, I did like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course. Who, who doesn't like that? But not a big fan of martial arts movies. Um, that kind of led me astray a little bit in that, just... Just a bit. I mean, there were qualities that I, I thought for the for 1986, special effects were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the, what is the the green thing? What was that? Like the before thunder, rain, and lightning came down. That little green. Oh yeah, force, like the or- yeah. That looked nice. I mean, yeah, 1986. Yeah, the effects were fantastic, mm-hmm. and that was still the time of, for the most part, practical effects. So aside mm-hmm. from some of the, the lightning effects and the mm-hmm. the green orb effects, there was a lot of on set stuff. And uh, I think the effects definitely still they still they look definitely pretty good. Hold. Now some of the some of the stuff you know you still see that you're just like eh like some like when uh, Lopan goes through the walls and everything it's just yeah. fade in and you know it's typical it, well, simple stuff but overall when I saw I mean this will invoke a ninety movie but when I saw 
him go through with the uh, the chick. Oh yeah, when he's grabbing at her, it reminded me of Ghost. Yeah. Like it's like one well, of got good ghost effects it. until yeah. like the two thousands. <laughs> For the most part in the movies. But, uh, yeah, the martial arts stuff, I mean, me personally, I've always loved martial arts. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned Three Ninjas because you recognize Egg from this movie. My wife did. Yeah, he was the grandpa yeah. in Three yeah. Ninjas. See? I'd, and mm. that's another, not to get on a tangent, but you didn't like Three Ninjas? As a child, no. that was like one of the greatest movies. Again, I, that wasn't one that I've watched a ton. Mm-hmm. I probably have only seen that once, so if you ask me a question, I couldn't tell you. Could you but, name the Three Ninjas? No. I don't think I can. It was Rocky, Tum Tum, and... One other one. Anyway, mm. but uh, what else? No, like, to give y'all a little, I do like 80s movies. Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is Willow. Uh, I really, really enjoy. Willow! Really enjoy. You idiot. I really enjoy Ghostbusters and also in love with the Karate Kid. Uh, although so I believe that You're third, in love with Ralph Macchio. Yes. I would. Have Current his, Ralph Macchio or 80s Ralph Macchio? He looks Ralph the Macchio. same. He looks the exact same. But if you had your preference. <laughs> Probably later, because on the very first one, he did seem a bit annoying. But we're getting off on a tangent. But anyway, uh, what else? So you didn't like the martial arts. Mm. But you don't like martial arts in general, so can't really hold that against I don't, the movie. Like, I'm not one to go watch a Bruce Lee movie, like, in terms of that. I'm just not a huge... See, What about The Matrix, for example? I like the first one. I didn't care for the second and third. Although, but the as far as the martial arts aspect of it, did that yeah, take, that, did, that didn't bother me. So you would rather have people have guns? I'd rather people have magic and <laughs> magic. So, swords, like in terms of that. Well, there was magic in this movie, and <laughs> yeah, some of the dudes did have swords. Yeah, well, the lightning and, and the, I the one ninja that. dude had two six shooters. You know, mm. and it's I wanted to like it, but I just did. <laughs> well, I, again, Kurt Russell was fantastic. You you can't beat him. Uh, so you related to Jack Burton. Yeah. Now, bravado. Now, thinking as a, it, you know, if I watched this when I was seven or eight, that monster, oh, the, the, the one at the, the end, yeah, would have scared the hell out of me. <laughs> because Large Marge did from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, everybody so, has no, traumatized from Large Marge. The way that monster looked would have definitely scared me. <laughs> I would have had nightmares about that. There's no, it looked like uh, a thinned thin uh bluto from Labyrinth. Like if he would stopped eating for a while <laughs> and he got, he's kind of I rabid. have seen Labyrinth. More but, uh, than once. Okay, so didn't like the martial arts. What else didn't you like? Or what else? What else stopped you from loving this movie? Now, as I do. Now, again, this could be because watching it for the first time as a twenty-seven-year-old. You know, Kurt Russell can can act however he wants. He's allowed to. I couldn't stand Kim Cattrall's acting. I couldn't stand the the main sidekicks acting. Oh, the uh, Wang. Yeah. Well, now Wang knew his moves. Like. <laughs> He definitely had that going for him, but it just didn't do it for me. So you didn't like you didn't like the supporting cast. What about uh, Egg or Lopan? Lopan, whenever he was not in his, when he was in when his was wheelchair, old, when he was the old dude. Yeah, he reminded me of uh, the movie Hannibal. Oh, the, the, the Gary Oldman character. Yeah. <laughs> that you could barely understand yeah. who it was, like but with an Asian accent. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was reading stuff about like. That's one of the supposed funniest parts of it was the the Kurt Russell Lopan conversation yeah, when in the they're world. all in the wheelchairs. Didn't do anything for me. <laughs> Fine, but uh, the guy that played Lopan is James uh, James Hong. Who uh, has he done anything else? You probably recognize his voice because his old person voice. He was uh, Poe's father in Kung Fu Panda. Never watched Kung Fu Panda. 
Oh, maybe there's a new podcast there, being there, birth called. There you go with the kung fu again. <laughs> oh, okay, and not okay. watching it. I, I'll allow you that since you don't like <laughs> martial arts movies. But uh, he was also uh, Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World Two, which I guess you didn't see either. Okay, nah, uh, not really. He's also in Blade Runner. Never watched. Blade oh, Runner. <laughs> came oh, on today, but be, I didn't watch. Oh boy, yeah. But uh, he's he's asked me about sports. <laughs> well, and then we, I would know we, it. Watch a sports movie. <laughs> But you've all probably right. seen all the sports movies. All right, I'm looking at a picture of James Hong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not coming to me. Oh, uh, I have seen Mulan. He was the voice in Mulan, yeah? Yeah. I don't know who he was in Mulan. I've only seen that one once. Uh, I definitely seen I like, I'm a pretty big Disney fan, so... Yeah, he's been in like over mm-hmm. 300 movies, so you know this guy. Yeah, we got a ways to go. <laughs> but, uh, okay, supporting <laughs> cast. You didn't like the Kung Fu. What else turned you off about this masterpiece of modern cinema, or 80s cinema? <laughs> well, um, I think really the main thing to me was it just wasn't interesting <laughs> <laughs> to me. Uh, I was kind of glad it was kind of a you know, shorter type movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get blasted for this, I know it, but I kept looking at the clock <laughs> oh, come on. as I was waiting for it at the end. I mean... But to me, like, we watched oh, it. We went out to eat, and we left. come back, and we watch it, and it's like she doesn't even go to bed. She goes to bed like eight thirty. My wife goes to bed super early, and it's like ten thirty. We put this movie on. She didn't even sleep, which is unusual for her. Even she liked the movie. Whatever. But anyway, she's distracting me in the studio. I apologize, everybody. But anyway, to me, the move. The move. Here's why I love the movie. And when I was a kid, of course, the fantastic element of it. I've always liked martial arts but, movies. I, I probably would enjoy it. You know, so if, if, if you I, were a child, if you were younger and you yes, saw this at yes. seven or eight or six, is when I did. It came out in '86. I love the cheesy, the cheesy dialogue when you were younger. It's just you're not worried about the cheesiness of it, so yeah. it's it's awesome. Dude. Well, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely got its fair share of cheese, but I think similar to like compared again to Evil Dead, it has that. It's it's not quite meant to be taken too seriously, so it has that element of Kurt Russell's character being so over the top, so hilarious with his one liners and. He's inept. And the, the thing that I, I love about that his character simply is the fact that if you really think about it, he's not the hero of the story. He's pretty much the bungling sidekick while Wang's out there kicking everybody's ass, mm. beating everybody up. And then Kirk and Jack Burton comes out like, oh, yeah, talking smack. And he doesn't do anything. The only thing he does in the end, his only kill pretty much is low pan it's at the, the knife, end. Yeah. Which, it was all in the reflexes. But, a lot, <laughs> you know, it's pretty much... And he's, he, he, was shock, he was more shocked than anybody that he did that. Yeah. He's like... Looking around with the lipstick on his face from kissing Kim Cattrall, which is hilarious. At least he got his truck back. Well, that's true. Yeah. And I did enjoy that. <laughs> and then they, they, one of my favorite parts when they go to leave and they're all looking forward and it cuts and he's in reverse. <laughs> and he goes out and it's his truck. He's supposed to know how to drive the damn thing. So, aside from what you said, you didn't like the kung fu. The supporting cast. I'll give you that one. I like the supporting cast. Kim Cattrall, her looks carried her through for me. Because that's young Kim Cattrall. That's like the best version of Kim Cattrall you'll ever see. Yeah. And then uh, his co his uh, sidekick Wang, you know, typical sidekick, reminded me of Short Round from Temple of Doom. Not, you know, not just because he's Asian, but because, you know, he's the, he's the, well, he's the well-endowed sidekick that can actually handle things. Mm-hmm. So, what, anyway. What I was, um, one thing that was a bit surprising to me, is, you know, watching it and the funeral processions going on, and then all of a sudden... A whole gun fight breaks out. That definitely surprised me. I was not <laughs> expecting that. So that's that was a little interesting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the two warring clans meeting mm-hmm. in this random back alley. 
somewhere in I guess San Francisco, <laughs> wherever it was, little China in Little China in San Francisco. And what then, what year does this movie supposedly take place? Well, they never say, but being released in '86, and judging by the fashion and the, <laughs> the eyewear of certain people, it's definitely an '80s movie yeah. as far as the overall feel of it. So I mean, it's it's not quite timeless, but it's it's definitely. It's definitely an '80s movie. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell immediately the, for the, the music and... intro. The music intro was strict cheesy '80s, and which is good. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, and then, again, the movie—you know—it's not a straight-up action. It's not like John Carpenter's *The Thing*, where that's a straight-up horror movie. It's not like *Halloween*, straight up. It's definitely a mixture of genres. You know, you got, it's a martial arts movie. It's a comedy. It's an action adventure movie, all rolled into one. Which uh, back then. That's I think that's the charm of it too is that it's all that rolled into one and to me it succeeds on all the all the different levels. It's not the best martial arts movie. It's not the funniest movie. It's not the greatest action adventure movie. But it's put it all together. It's a great martial arts action adventure comedy. But you know when we think back and like what if, what if you didn't have that in your mind, your mindset? Like what if you didn't watch it when you were little? I think honestly I love Kurt Russell. I wish Kurt Russell well, was my father. he's the best father. part of this movie. I mean, oh, far and away. But he, mm. he's so, his character, he created a character in this movie, which mm. there's all these reboots and remakes going on. They need to do bigger trouble in Little China. Bring back Jack Burton. He is a great character <laughs> that needs to be resurrected from the vaults of the 80s and brought back into a mainstream movie in some form or fashion because Kurt Russell is fantastic. Expect, mm. 80s, Kurt, 80s and 90s Kurt Russell... Uh, Big Trouble Little China, Overboard. I mean, he, he was fantastic. And then he kind of died out a little bit, and Tarantino kind of resurrected him with... Uh, even one of, even one of Death Russell's Proof. smaller movies I really liked was just Breakdown. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I think I was yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Hey, driving a big truck. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that a, that was a great movie. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's one of those actors that you always remember. Oh, did you ever notice that he is the voice of Elvis Presley on Forrest Gump? Yeah. yeah. We talked about that a long Interesting time Interesting trivia. Yep. You learn, you learn something when you watch this. Listen to this. Excuse me. We're watching it, but you're listening. Mm. Uh, but uh, did you know the actual premise of the movie originally? They wanted it to be a Western. Did not know that. And then they were like, they brought in a, the, the, it went through multiple rewrites. And they bring another ride and they're like, nah, we need to modernize this. So it could have been Kurt Russell losing his horse. And his then, horse? Yes. Instead of his <laughs> truck, he loses his horse in the little China in the Western frontier town. And it's then a quest to get it back, fighting all the things that he fought, except in Old West. So instead of that little 80s Uzi he had, he'd have, you know, a six-shooter or a shotgun or whatever. So I think it worked out much better being modern day instead of being a Western. (laughs) And speaking of it also being a Western, the original two people they wanted to play Jack Burton were Jack Nicholson and Clint Eastwood. Now, imagine that. Uh, it would, I would, I, we would not be talking about this movie, I think, if either one of those had this role. Because if Clint Eastwood did it, it would, probably, it would have been an action movie. Yeah. It would have taken itself seriously. Like, oh, it's all in the reflexes. And if Jack Nicholson did it, it'd be just like that, except it'd probably be a do little dark. Do it'll be voice. dark. I can't do that do line Nich- voice. I can't do Jack Nicholson. It sounds, my Jack Nicholson sounds just like my Clint Eastwood. Hey, I'm Jack Nicholson. It's all in the reflexes. <laughs> more joking like, Jack Nicholson part of it. Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I can't do Jack Nicholson. Don't put me on the spot like that. Uh, the body count in this movie was 46. 46 <laughs> people died in this movie. I thought like three people died. So that's what you kept up with when you were a little kid? IMDb, bro. <laughs> they had the body count for every movie. 
No, but uh, yeah. Uh, what was the uh, box office reception? It was a bomb. I think the I want to say off the top of my head, from what I remember, the budget was like twenty five million. Yeah, budget mm-hmm. was twenty five million. Estimated budget, uh, it only made like around eleven million back. Wow. So you know that's a, that's that's a straight up bomb. But I mean, still mm-hmm. twenty five million these days. That that barely makes a Blair Witch Project. Yeah. You know, so I mean, based on you know that, still a failure. But I mean, again, you're coming out basically two weeks before Aliens, like the greatest action movie ever made, practically. And you expect this movie to do now, to do good? I have a feeling I will like Aliens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it might come to blows better, over Aliens. Yeah. I can I understand you not liking this movie. It's definitely a polarizing movie from the 80s. I think uh, – I, I agree with you. I think that if you had seen it when you were younger, the, the magic and the yeah. captivation of it might have drawn you in a little bit more. I uh, mean one, one of the main things to me with Willow was the morphing technology. Mm-hmm. That was huge for the time yeah, in that, that movie. Was, that was state like, of the art at that yeah. time. And just – Always been a good fan of special effects. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're actually filming this, or we're recording this during like Wrath of the Titans. It just came out. Mm-hmm. I really want to see it, just mainly because of the special effects. That's the only reason I want to see big special it. effects. Worth its mullet. Yeah. It's so epic. It, yeah, if you're going into it knowing like there's not going to be a crisp dialogue, it's, it's, you know. Well, yeah, I, I, love, I mean, Liam Neeson could could act on anything. He could play Tootsie, and I don't care. <laughs> so I would at least go see it because it's yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. So. I'll see Wrath of the Titans just because Liam Neeson, but also Sam Worthington's mullet and the special effects. So. The special effects of, of Big Trouble was was really good. Like, uh, would have really amazed me if you know yeah. I'm seven, eight years old. Well, it's, again, like I mean, again, it's an '80s movie where it has, it has that feel, much like a Labyrinth or a Willow, yes. with like the uh, yeah. which is I think is lost in modern cinema because everything is CG. It's all dialed in to some mm-hmm. company. It doesn't look real, and of course, I mean, some, not everything in Big Trouble looks real, but. You know, I mean, the, the the creature, like you were describing, you know, that that's a scary-looking thing. And, and it's, the, re- it's not CG. You know, it's not like the Phantom Menace where every actor is in front of a blue screen. And it's... <laughs> or 300, it, yeah, per se. You know, I mean, it's actually there. And I think that's one of the greatest things about these movies is that it looks so cool because it's... it's In a sense, it's real. Yeah. It is real. The actors are actually looking at it, interacting with it. Oh, it, the uh, thunder at the end oh, yeah. when he blows up. I do remember that image. Oh yeah, before I watched it, like uh, that was one of the, I guess, famous images from it. When I, when yeah. I was a kid, I also collected Garbage Pail Kids in the '80s, and there was a Garbage Pail Kid that looked just like, just like that scene where the stuff's coming out of his nose and he's about to explode. I don't remember the name of the Garbage Pail Kid, but I, I remember watching this, mo- the, watching Big Trouble Little China, and thinking like, "Oh wow, Garbage Pail Kids." <laughs> Not that that's relevant, but. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody better. Yeah, I saw that Garbage Pail Kid too. I had that. I had the little sticker on my on my Trapper Keeper in fourth grade. Uh, the three the three guys immediately when they first three came storms. down, yeah, thought of Kung Lao. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the Raiden. You got the electric one. Yeah, you know, with the, the big hat. Actually, so my Mortal wife Kombat calls it Raiden. Like, oh, there's Raiden. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like you could see, you know, in a sense, the movie. I mean, John Carpenter was influenced by. He always wanted to make a martial arts movie. He was heavily influenced by the uh, the seventies martial arts flicks, which you know. Compared to today's, you got choreographers like Yin Wo Ping who did The Matrix, and he's really big. Uh, Fist of Legend, everything with Jet Li. Uh, the older one, the older style though, like like Enter the Dragon or uh, Five Deadly Venoms, they're much more. This movie pays more homage to that as far as the stylistic way it's shot and done. Yeah. You know, modern movie like The Matrix and everything. You know, it's these long shots, no cuts, and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, whereas this one, you know, it's much more movieish, so to speak, stylized. Mm-hmm. As an Asian film, as a mm-hmm. martial arts, you know, like a Shaw Brothers film and, from the and that could the be period. 
that could be a whole other thing. Like, um, the only thing I know about Bruce Lee, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know much about him. Just if I was to have watched that as well, it would have made a difference, I would assume. Well, that would be the worst Bruce Lee movie to ever watch. I think that was Game of Death, which is the last movie he ever did. He basically filmed the last few fight scenes, and then he died. So for the first, they still made the movie. They finished the movie. So they had a dude who looked like Bruce Lee. They never show his face. They show his face one time, and it's a cardboard cutout of Bruce Lee's face on a mirror with the actor standing behind it. Wow. So, but, it, but the fight scenes at the end, it's worth watching for the fight scenes at the end because that is Bruce Lee fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the height difference is like four feet. It's, it, it's ridiculous. And, of course, it goes back to sports. The reason, yeah, I know that. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's in a martial arts yeah, movie. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it now because it ties into sports. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so as far as a like, – we've kind of already kind of been talking about it, but as does, do you think Big Trouble, as far as a, whole, as a film as a whole, holds up by today's standards and in, in aspects? Obviously, special effects we mentioned. To me, no. In, in all no, levels, special effects, but yeah. yeah, definitely special effects. And if you're going for the cheesy acting by a leading role, like that, he's allowed. Oh, he to. deserves an Oscar for yeah. it, in my opinion. You know, Bruce Willis is allowed to. Arnold's allowed to. You, you got those. Sylvester's allowed to. Definitely. Yeah, it, 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 he, he that holds up. But to me, like the pace of it, mm-hmm. uh, the dialogue from the other ones, the Kim Cattrall's acting, things like that. <laughs> Just, you're always gonna blame it on the woman, aren't you? No, I mean she's she was a pretty woman. Oh, yeah. You got that right. Uh, I would say, I would say, part, I would agree with you on that. I would say the special effects definitely hold up to today. Yes. If this movie came out today, it would most likely, at best, it would probably be a limited release. I would guess, like L.A., New York type thing. It probably would then. I, if this came out today, I would we would see it on DVD. Basically, we wouldn't see it, or maybe even Sci-Fi Channel, based on the subject matter and everything. They, just, they don't make movies like this anymore, which. Honestly, to me, it makes me sad, but it also makes me like this movie even more because, again, this is a type of movie that, that would not survive in modern, in modern Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's not a Twilight or a Harry Potter or a Star Wars. It's not that level. It's one of those niche films that, you know, they're few and far between. Looking back, you know, you can find a lot of them, especially in 80s-wise. You know, again, Evil Dead, Big Trouble, uh, stuff like that. Willow, even, I'd say, is like that. I mean, when's the last time you really saw a, a true fantasy film like that in, in that similar vein that's good? Yeah. That's not thrown in and cheesy, practically. So I would say, you know, it doesn't hold up to the standard it did when it was released, but it definitely holds up to me as a great movie, as a fun movie, I should say. You know, I wouldn't say it... Uh, yeah, and, and don't think, like, the simple fact that I didn't watch a bunch of movies when I was little. I want to. Like, I, like a... <laughs> You know, Daddy, can I see Big Trouble? I'm trying to throw the no, football. No, no, it wasn't. You that. gotta make money. You gotta be. A, you gotta be a quarterback, Daniel. I mean, it wasn't that. It was just <laughs> rather play the game. You know, rather, <laughs> rather. Watch. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and, and honestly, like I saw this movie. We had a, a VHS store that would ride my bike a mile. I'd ride my bike a mile to rent this movie. Back when I was a child, we didn't have Netflix and all that fancy schmancy stuff. Uh, but I watched this movie a lot of, uh, like, repeatedly as a child. You know, of course, back then you have movie rentals. You get it for, like, two days. Yeah. I would watch it, like, ten times in two days. And I still went outside and played. I wasn't fat and lazy. Uh, yeah, but, okay, sure. you know, whatever. <laughs> Daniel, I had to ride my bike a mile to go rent the damn thing. I think, like, you know, that counts for that something. Was, that was your exercise. That's why your dad allowed you to do that. <laughs> oh, you rode a mile today? You can watch the movie. <laughs> Wait, no, twice, actually. Well, I, well, I had to, I wrote so it once to bring to it get back. it, and I want to bring it back, so let me watch it. 
But luckily, my dad's very frugal with his money. So, like, oh, yeah, you get your money's worth out of that $2 you spent to rent that movie. You watch it as many times as you want. And then, uh, yeah, my mom, by that time, you know, we'd rent, we'd all, me and my brother would always rent the same movies over and over back in the day. Mine was Labyrinth. Uh, that was one of mine, yeah, too. Yeah. I'd rent that all the time. My brother, strangely enough, was Supergirl. He loved Supergirl. She was very, ooh. I thought Faye like, Dunaway was hot in that movie, but I'm a little bit partial to redheads. Yeah. But she was, like, he, we, we would go to, a, it was called Movie Land Video, MLV, yeah. is, what, is what it became in the 90s. I got you. Anyway. Like if you were to text that, that's well, what Cliff Yon calls it, MLV. He'd go land game. They'd do land games up there. So it was going MLV, bro. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, here, here's Supergirl. Like, I mean, she's, she's working that suit. Speaking of she's bad definitely. acting, watch that movie recently. That chick is so, yes, I'm Supergirl. I'll stop you. Don't hurt my friends. You know, when you're acting across Faye Dunaway, one of the, you know, a legendary female actor, actress, excuse me. Uh, but he would rent that repeat. We'd go into the movie line video. He'd go straight to the kids section and get Supergirl or GD Pippi Longstocking for some reason. I don't know why. He liked Pippi Longstocking and uh, Supergirl. Man, if he listens to this, <laughs> he knows it. He actually got. But does a- he want everybody else to know it? That's the thing. I, I think he. Yeah, he wouldn't mind. He's, about it. He's cool. Anyway, <laughs> but right. uh, quick aside, Pippi Longstocking. Like there was this part in this movie where She's she hot. she opens this door and she goes, "Shut your damn." picking mouth well my brother being a child memorized that one line out of this whole movie and went to school and started saying that repeatedly and got in trouble for that i thought that was funny greyhound don't float on water <laughs> <laughs> i remember like mom had to go pick him up from skid yeah, there it is right there the new adventures of pippi longstocking mm. a forgotten character of literature and film i think i'll pass on that if we decide if you want to watch that one during one of the 88 yeah we got better stuff we got aliens and top gun and willow and top gun last starfighter i have a feeling i, I think, will like i think you've top heard gun. of i think you've heard, you might have heard of it yes uh young actor uh, i didn't play in too much name of tom cruise you might have, you name, might have heard of it his name has surfaced a little bit but i know you know the the supporting actor in the piece uh val kilmer I, you he might will, know he will always be as willow, as willow and oh hell yeah that's it that's 80s Kilmer is the peak of Kilmerness. Mad Mardigan is my favorite character in oh, the film. Oh, by far. Now, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Val Kilmer's decline happened right after The Doors. After The Doors, he did a great Jim Morrison, and then it, everything else just goes downhill from there. Now, yeah. he, unfor- it, it pains me to know that Mad Mardigan is now like a 250-pound waddling weakling. Yeah. Like, he needs... Val, if you ever hear this... <laughs> uh, there's a picture. I mean, so, it, makes me, it makes me want to cry. Look, there's even a picture of him from the 80s as Iceman, and today, that's it's so sad. Yes. That's Mad Mardigan. That's <laughs> that makes me want to watch Willow just to see the greatness that was. I mean, luckily, thanks to the film, the greatness that is Iceman and Mad Mardigan will live on forever. Now, and you will see the greatness of Iceman next week, because that's going to be our next movie. I will be with Top Gun. Ready for it. 80s homoerotic <laughs> masterpiece oh, yeah, of it, cinema. Of course, I know kind of the gist of what it's about. But the main thing I do know about it is the volleyball scene. Yeah, uh, that's that's there for the lady folk and yeah. and some of the men folk. <laughs> a few select, a few select men folk. <laughs> oh, I did play the Top Gun game. And I just saw it scroll yeah. on the screen. Like I, I could never land on the damn aircraft carrier. I think I got to level two maybe twice. And I, I would ace the level and I'd go to land on the the carrier and I could never do it. I think like I, I can do that one, but the one where you had to get fuel. No, oh, uh, refuel. Yeah, yeah. On the second, it was yeah, it was a second mission. Yeah, you I, had to refuel and like line it up, and you could never. Me 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 me. You could never do it. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. I had a. This came out 
uh, NES days, of course, and I had a babysitter. My babysitter could do it. So back in the day, I had to play Top Gun. Ah! Her name was Chandra. Chandra, can you, like, refuel the plane for me, please? Okay. She'd refuel it. I'd continue the mission. Can you land the plane for me, please? <laughs> She'd land the plane. I, I, I could shoot him down. I'd be a great sh- uh, gunner, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't be the pilot. So if it ever comes to a situation where we're in a plane, let me shoot. Maybe somebody else needs to fly the thing. So it's like a double. Like it's okay. I got you. Yeah, but we'll do that one next week. So cl- final thought on Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, let me ask you this: When since you're an expecting father, now it is a girl. So are you going to raise her right and let her see such masterpieces of that you missed out on, as such as Big Trouble in Little China? Would you let your you know is this a movie that you will eventually be you know hey, I want to pass this on to you, my child. Uh, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm in the slightest. My, She's going to be watching in Willow and Ghostbusters, okay. and hopefully having I'll have a granddaughter named Sorsha. I'm going to ask you this. That's what I'm wanting right there. <laughs> well, name her Sorsha. You're having a daughter. My wife has input on that. Middle names, bro. That's what I found with my wife. You, you succeed in the middle. You slip in the middle name you want, because then you can call them by their middle name yeah, and make it sound cool. Hey, Sorsha. Oh, Mommy never calls me that. Because <laughs> you're a great swordswoman. Yeah, but I don't want to be a traitor as well. That's that's another (laughs) bad thing about it because we all know how Sorsha Oh, to her mother, yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense if you name her Sorsha and you call her Sorsha. It would work. I can hopefully slip that in and just never let my wife ever watch Willow again because she don't But just tell her it's a, I don't know. Andre's pretty smart. She'd catch on. But no, she will. Allison, which will be my little girl's name, will not be watching Big Trouble in Little China. Now, what if Trey Jr.? Uh, you know, and, and Allison in the future kind of hook up and like, hey, you want to watch a movie tonight? You want to hang out and watch a movie? I'm like, Dad, I'm going over to uh, to Trey Jr.'s house to watch a movie. Are you going to say, if he's trying to watch that Big Trouble in Little China, you ch- you come home. What's he going to be called? Quad? Is that going to be his name? <laughs> Quad, Harris. Um, well, my original name of Legolas Skywalker, Harris. <laughs> Was quickly vetoed by my wife, so... Now, now, when she gets to the point where she is able to choose what she wants to watch, she can watch anything she wants. If she's not at my house. You know, I'm not letting her watch it, but... <laughs> and what if they, you know, obviously, in our circle, we all have, everybody's having kids now except me. So when I do have a child, you know, the, uh, Perry and Crystal's boy's going to want to come over. You know, Ethan might want to come over. The kids are going to come over and hang out for birthday parties and all that. That's something that's going to happen. Now, when Trey Jr. has birthday parties... He will be having, you know, Star Wars thing. Not the Clone Wars crap. It's going to be OG trilogy Star Wars. He's going to have a Lord of the Rings theme party. He's going to have a Back to the Future party. And he and they will probably watch Big Trouble in Little China on their little kid sleepovers. Oh, Dad. Oh, Mr. Trey. Can we watch one of those great movies from the 80s that my daddy won't let us watch? Well, not you, Allison, because you can't spend the night. But we'll watch it before your parents come and pick you up. And will I be fine with that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that, okay. There's, there's no problem with that. I mean, so, I can, w- once they get home, I can put it back in their head how horrible a movie that is. <laughs> what are they going on cracking? Ah, it's all in the reflexes, Daddy. I'm Jack Burton. Daddy, I want to be Jack Burton for Halloween. <laughs> well, then it's a you know punishment timeout. Oh, oh, like, <laughs> that is terrible reinforcement. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. No, she's able uh, to watch whatever she wants. I just, if I had watched it as a kid, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Not probably, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, the, the cheesiness factor... Works when you're seven. Works when you're eight. Very well. Yeah. I mean, come on. Plays to that. Come on. Mad Mortigan is cheesy, but also he's the greatest swordsman yeah. that ever lived. Exactly. I you mean, are he, great. He, he can. What? 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 
was it a sled or it looked like a, a towel? Oh, no, it took a shield. Oh, you're going. Down it was the, a shield. That's yeah. what it was. It was shield. Yeah, able to you know ski down a mountain with a shield. Yeah, he could do anything. Why? Yeah, he was also cradling Willow, who was cradling a baby. Yes. While they're zooming down a mountain, <laughs> making jumps and everything. <laughs> Perfectly. X Games. Yeah. And Mark. And yet somehow he was able to slow down enough to build. And <laughs> maybe his temperature of him was like very, very, very low to order to build the snow yeah. around him to create Into that a perfect c- circle. Cylindrical. Yes. Yeah, you can't get better than that. Exactly. That's my just friend. the man. Well, I, my child will definitely watch this movie. But next many week, times. Top Gun. Yes. And have a feeling I will like this movie. Just putting that out there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You might, you might. When was Top Gun made? Uh, I'm not sure the exact year on that one. Uh, 86. You're, you're flashing too many fingers here. Like, pick pick one. 88, 86. So, actually, the same year as Big Trouble. Oh, well. So, there you go. Ex- a good example to compare it to. Yeah. Um, I know. Now, but- now, let me point out. On the screen, Top Gun has a 6.6 on IMDb. Big Trouble has a 7.1. Yeah. Bam! That IMDb speaks volumes about this. Well, we need to find out who are the reviewers. It's the internet. And when they first watched it. Just things <laughs> no, like that. No, but in, in, clo- in wrapping up Big Trouble in Little mm-hmm. China, out of 10, what would you give it? We'll go with IMDb scale out of 10. You know, you can do decimals too if you want to. You know, if Overall. you're, if you're, if you're going to give me like a, you know, a special effects, got to give them two points for it. And you got to give just simple name alone, you got to give uh, Kurt Russell two points. So I would put it a four out of 10. Four out of ten. Okay, so nothing. You only give it points based on those two aspects. The main so, points, yes. No, no, so, no. There are negative points. Yeah, the trail brings which, it down, <laughs> but th- there may be some decimal points here and there that, you know, mm-hmm. the the scary ass monster. <laughs> <laughs> Did I give it a point? Yeah. Th- so not, it's a necess- five. not necessarily a point, but we, we don't need to get in all the math. But <laughs> okay, let's say let's say that is a five. Look, uh, Cottrell brings it down once. So. Okay, so because of Kim Cottrell, it's a four. Yeah, four out of ten. Yeah. I would, in a 7.1 based on IMDb, I would say that's fair. I would, my personal opinion, being a completely 100% biased for this movie, <laughs> would be at least an 8.5. Wow. Simply because, again, it's the charm of the movie for me. Kurt Russell alone carries this movie. To me, the, the supporting cast was great. Uh, I like James Hong as the villain. He was fantastic. Special effects. Uh, again, I love martial arts movies, so... That was a, that was just an that's just an extra bonus for me to watch Kurt Russell be talk the maddest smack ever and be completely inept. Yeah, as I was watching, just one quick thing before we end. Um, if anyone's ever seen Lost, the character Sawyer must have got his inspiration from Kurt Russell's character in this movie. Because those one <laughs> I will not watch so- Lost <laughs> immediately. Anyway, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I loved it. You kind of hated on it, but you. But it- you, you you recognize the good the best points of it, which will always be Kurt Russell's performance, which will always be amazing. The special effects again were great, uh, and we will I'm sure over the course of this podcast we will do some more John Carpenter classics, uh, which he also John Carpenter and Kurt Russell have done Escape from L.A., Escape from New York, uh, The Thing. So they they're sort of like a, uh, an 80s version of Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. They do a lot of collaborations, and if you ever listen to a commentary on DVDs, the best commentaries I've ever heard are the John Carpenter and Kurt Russell commentaries, Escape from New York, The Thing, and, of course, Big Trouble in Little China. These are great, incredibly amusing uh, commentaries to listen to. Very informative as well. So, uh, any closing thoughts, Daniel? Uh, Because this one disappointed me a bit, I'm just hoping Top Gun will... (laughs) Reinvigorate my love for. I don't know. Do you like homoeroticism? No, but okay. Well then, okay. But I do like 
airplanes, all that good stuff. Jeff okay. Top. Well, I, 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 well, this this will be a little taste of next week. But I believe every person, every child who watched Top Gun, the second after they saw it, went around saying, "Mommy, I want to be a pilot, and yeah. I want an F-14 Tomcat, and it's the coolest <laughs> plane ever." But I will say, I didn't do that because the Millennium Falcon is still the greatest <laughs> flying vehicle ever created. Screw the F-14. So until next week, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Keep it rocking or something. We'll think of a better sign, 80s sign-off thing next time. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Find this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network.